Hey guys, have you heard about Anchor? It's the best place to start your podcast journey from. So, in case you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain and give give you give you guys more information about Anchor. It's free. There's a there's creation tools that allow you to record and and edit your podcast right from your phone or or computer. Anchor will d- distribute the podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more such prominent platforms. We can we as podcasters can also make money from our podcast with minimum uh, listenership. You don't need to build a huge listener base to make money out of a podcast. And simply put, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in just one place or in one platform and most importantly i would urge everyone listening to cricket unplug to download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm that is anchor a n c h o r .fm to get started on your podcasting journey thank you moving on um it's it, uh, i uh, it, it's a more uh, interesting section i would say uh, this is something uh, where i want to uh, know your uh, you know personal aspects your personal interest in the game not so much you know analytic so we were talking about uh, test cricket the beauty of test cricket how uh, the factor called as skill is involved in in a huge way uh, i for one am a huge fan of test cricket in the 70s and 80s because uh, i feel that that is where the modern game actually evolved uh, we have had uh, swash buckling batsmen like viv richards at the same time batsmen who ground it out like uh, sunil gavaskar we've had a great mix of cricketers great mix of champions uh, and uh, they literally uh, progressed you know how not just test cricket was played but even uh, the birth of the other formats with uh, odi starting in 1973 so my question is this i mean uh, when you talk about skill uh who are your favorite uh, batsmen uh, and bowlers when it comes to uh, test cricket being played in the 70s and 80s so from uh, purely bowlers perspective i think no one could go past uh, malcolm marshall for me at least possibly in that era absolutely. he was absolute pure gold i can't imagine a bowler who comes even one fifth or whatever of his skill the right from his action to his delivery uh or called the release point the seam presentation and the variety of balls he had even in his prime he could ball a yorker a bouncer in a in singer out 
and a outsinger in the toughest of conditions and make the best of batsmen look haplessly out of place so bowler he was among the best and to a large extent i actually also really admired what uh, abdul kadir bought to the table as well so because th- that era when he was playing the bowlers who dominated world cricket were the west indies portrait so holding garner roberts marshall and then we had uh, jeff thompson dennis lilly uh, maybe a can put in a richard hadley so we had lot of fast bowlers and i would say mainly fast bowlers who dominated that era but abdul kadir was someone who actually even before shane one came to the picture there was something special about him because i i got i gravitated towards his his kind of bowling which i later read i have gone through a lot of his videos and then i see that amazing ability to have the control so he was not just any lexman he i think among the best when it comes control so that those two would come in my the uh, as far as bowlers are concerned batsmen i think yes. even before test uh, i get to test cricket there's one person i think who was seriously unlucky because his three was went through apartheid in when okay. he was had to speak when he was, so and that person is none other than barry richards so mm-hmm. so barry richards is one batsman who i have revisited a lot even when he was commentator he was among my favorites so great and if you look at his stats so he has played 339 first class matches and he has scored more than 28350 runs at uh-huh. average of 54.74 and because of his the country he was in south africa and the time at that time cricket was not yet there in in south africa it came back only in 1992 so by then uh, he was well past his prime he played only four test matches and he has a stunning average of 72.57 so uh-huh. he was he is one player i would like to bring into the picture who was among my favorites in that era 70s 80s because uh-huh. there are people he played with in in somerset including saniji ian botham michael holding who said that cricket lost out big time so that is a, that's a, that's a big thing to say cricket lost yep. so they, that because of apartheid he couldn't play for his country so so he is one player comes to my mind immediately and uh, specialist test match i don't i would not want to bring in actually uh vivian sir sir in this list because he was equally good in odias as well so i would actually leave him aside and uh-huh. i think i actually found a lot of i actually admired what sunil sunil gavaskar did for the game and even equally i used to admire zahir zahir abbas so they yeah. were taking on the best bowling attacks in the world the uh, west indies attack without a helmet 
without even arm guard so i can't even imagine that no so uh, if you look at all the how the game has evolved now so that was a complexity and the challenge they were up against and they were not even consider forces then india pakistan asian countries just coming up the rank stripe so in world 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 cricket so to face up against the best in the world and not necessarily be appealing even zahir abbas was known for his flamboyant strokes and the wristy flicks but even he has been a gavaskar for most of his career he has played out many draws for 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 his country which was like a win i think if fiasco gavaskar he would you would say the same thing so that 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 era you had to have the skill to play out today so he gets of course criticized for that uh, 36 in the 1983 world cup 1987 if i'm not wrong or none where he played out of 60 over game and scored just 36 runs but yeah that was the uh, opening match of the 1975 world cup if i'm not wrong against england oh okay so but yeah so look at it he was someone who you might not go back or or read about much because he is not flamboyant he is not uh, yeah great to the eye etc but just look at the circumstances he was in look at his stature to start off so he is not your built or tall guy who could play out any and he took on the marshal the joel garner andy roberts michael holding and he could do things which batsman even like as great as sachin or even kohli i don't think could do so that's a skill again as i i told earlier skill level is something which differs so in fact and, uh, i i i would just like to add to that i mean uh, gavaskar as you mentioned a uh, few years after that gavaskar scored Uh, a fantastic 221 not out in the final innings of a test match chasing 438 against england on the same ground mm-hmm. and uh, they almost won the match i think uh, they were 429 for 8 as i'm seeing the scoreboard right now they were chasing 438 and they were 429 for 8 and gavaskar had scored 221 runs of mm-hmm. uh, of those so it's, it's an amazing innings i don't think uh, in any indian cricketer has played uh, a fourth innings which is as uh, big and as tremendous as this he batted 443 balls for those 221 runs yeah. so it, it was excellent wasn't matched by kohli yet or even wasn't matched by tendulkar any time hmm. yeah that's that sums it up i think it is put into con- into context what he was up against what the indian team was also at that time before 1983 world cup india was just a, a i would say middling team they were neither great nor rather a bad so almost he sunil gavaskar transformed indian indian cricket i would say and then we had the shrikanth vishwanath gunapa vishwanath and then they bought in the fun fun element and then they bought in crowds etc but i think sunil gavaskar would be rated among the best 
best to ever grace the game so so in my opinion as you as you perfectly put it earlier pujara will, will go down as among the greats of the game in my opinion not only test although he played only test cricket but people will remember pujara 10 years on the line they may not appreciate what he is doing now because they want him to score faster but trust me down the line they'll talk about pujara as much as they talk about a kohli now so uh-huh. it's, it's for sure so uh, that's uh, that's what separates the men from the boys i guess so sunil gavaskar was a true gentleman or a man and then you have a youngster who came in post that in 90s once the bowling attacks became far less potent you could you could clearly say that sunil gavaskar was much better than those players at least indian not worldwide look at indian uh-huh. players who came later on barring a sachin or a dravid even sanjay mazrekar and many other batsmen like him who came in the 90s you you could clearly see there were certain aspects which differentiated them from a gavaskar or even earlier if you had to go back in time uh mansur ali khan patodi also so there are certain traits which separated them from the rest and it will it will remain the same when only players who are able to manage and get to that level in from indian perspective in test cricket in my opinion are dravid sachin lakshman and now kohli so these four are able to do that they could reach var sanji sunil gavaskar was so yeah that they are my favorites i had many other names uh-huh. lot of names the list can go on and on but i am talking about the from truly impact Absolutely. impact is the main thing, word which i would say here impact they created on the team on the format of the game and overall what transpired from there after after they played so Truly, these are the names which can. For sure, Raghav, I am. It it gives me immense pleasure to also know that uh, you had included Barry Richards in the list. So Barry Richards is another player who I have read about a lot and uh, unfortunately seen only very uh, very limited footage on YouTube due to the amount of uh, matches that he has played. But most people who had ever uh, seen you know him play. Uh, say that uh, as you correctly mentioned it was lost for the game there was an anecdote uh, about him on the internet i did not really remember who it was uh, it seems he was playing for hampshire and uh, uh, he had uh, he, he was facing a, a normal uh, middle attack uh, middle uh, attack and then he he already scored 100 before uh, the sec- uh, the uh, second session of the game and uh, it seems he was bored and uh, he did not have any reason to continue because he had already scored about 1200s in that particular season itself so just for a time pass it seems he told the opposite batsman was with see uh, i'm bored of uh, all this the bowling attack is no uh, interest of me anyway i've scored 100 no i'm going to try how many runs i can score purely from the edge of the bat and it seems oh. that he scored another 50 runs purely trying to hit run hit the ball from the edge of his bat so that's 
how much of a genius that uh, Barry Richards actually was. So probably one player uh, we would have really missed. You know, everybody mm-hmm. during that time says, "Who is the greatest batsman of all time?" It's either Richards or Richards. You know, meaning Viv mm-hmm. or uh, Barry. Barry, correct. so that's that's, yes, that's yes. a great uh, that's a great selection there rako thanks for that uh, really appreciate it. and uh, uh, we did talk about the 70s and 80s but uh, what about the 90s and uh, 2000s uh, i think if, if you talk about 2010 that will be a completely different aspect altogether but yeah. if you look at specialist uh, you know test cricketers in 90s and 2000s who would you pick who who do you think really uh are 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 those players who i would uh, rather say that uh, would be the last players in the list of uh, such specialist uh, batsmen the rare breeds uh, probably the last few who do you, who, who do you think are uh, the flag bearers mm, for me would uh, purely batting perspective in the 2000s i think it would be vvs so vvs lakshman and uh, chandrapal mm-hmm. if you ask me mm-hmm. uh-huh. the two people who are pure test match specialists who are geniuses at their own in their own own ways i would say so uh-huh. lakshman was extremely risky and outstanding and he loved loved australia so he was amazing and he actually in my personal opinion which many people may not even contemplate actually or think he is a far superior test player than than sachin sachin tendulkar was in my uh-huh. because you don't you can uh, look at the situation in which vvs lakshman finds himself usually india are 100 and something for five and his his best knocks have come with the tail enders he has guided the team when he has the tailenders around him so sachin came in at two down and sachin was pretty poor in the second innings of a, of a test match same thing spilled into the big uh, icc events as well for what all he did unfortunately yeah. so because he is such a class and once in a once in a decade or a once in a lifetime kind of a player to have such a according record when it comes to icc events and that becomes a parameter to judge how great a players as, as well so sachin may not go that far but lakshman as early as late as the 2000 if i'm wrong the 2013 series versus australia he single handedly won the game in 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 mohali with uh, over 100 runs to get against a bowling attack with side mitchell johnson i think they had even bretley at that time i don't remember the bowling attack it was a good bowling attack it was not the best which australia had so even then keeping aside the quality of the the bowling attack he had over 100 plus runs to score and he had only batsmen like pragyan oza and uh, ishan sharma to to bank on and he single handedly pull pull the win so he brings about that kind of, he has that skill so that's very few players have in world world cricket who can navigate the tail as well as he did and again you have on the other end 
Sanjay Paul who completely gets overshadowed because only person people talk about in the late 90s and 2000s in the rapid decline of West Indies cricket who was a flag bearer was uh, Brian Lara but uh, you need to look even below Brian Lara there is a person like Sanjay Paul who has got more than 12,000 uh, more than 10,000 test runs so he was doing his bit he was just blocking one end up and he had his weird ways and it was actually pleasant when steve smith is doing so well my mind goes back to the fact that this guy is almost a right hand version of sandra polis of course far superior than sandra pol when it comes to stroke making skills and etc but you have someone who's as weird as sandra pol so it's actually very nice to see right now steve smith has taken on that pass is taken on the mantle i guess so in the 2000s i think purely from test match perspective these other players is come to my mind and then 90s i don't have any clear favorite batsman as such but i think 90s was when the pure test bowlers came into the picture shane warne allen allen donnell glen nagra shawn pollock and uh, if you have india also anil kumble he started to rise in that time muttaya mulligan saminda was so you have all the bowlers hello yeah bro your voice stopped yeah yeah there was a internet issue so as a in so 1990s i don't have a clear favorite batsman as such. there are many names that come to mind but mainly that was the era where we had specialist bowlers in. so as i put it earlier so Shane Warne, Glenn McGrath, Sean Pollock, Alan Alan Donald, and uh, in, from an Indian perspective, we had a Kumble rising through. So all that era was more about bowlers for me personally. Even Jack Scales, Chris Kane's, uh, yeah. So the batsmen there are many which come to my mind like uh, Mark Taylor, Mark Waugh. but uh, they would have spill over to the 2000s and they had a pretty flourishing career even in odias as well so i am at uh, say i would leave the specialist batsmen of the 90s i think away for now and focus only on the bowlers because they i think in my person for me personally they made me fall in love with the game so the bowlers of the 90s you can include wasim and wakar who i unfortunately didn't mention earlier so uh-huh. so wasim wakar so saklain mustaq mustaq ahmed so he was like someone i would really look forward to watch because he was the asian version of shane one when it comes to the swag and the action etc so i was really looking forward to them in you know, to play so 2000s 2000 to 2010 we had lot of Uh, real eye eye pleasing and fantastic ba- ba- 
test batsmen like Ricky Ponting, Jats Kalis, then Sevag, Yanyar Dravid. So the list can go on and on. So they were the thing. So from a personal perspective, I fell in love with the game. I didn't fell in love with test cricket purely because of the ballers of the 90s and the batsmanship which previous Lakshman and Chandrapal bought. I think I wanted to bring out the batsmanship and the true grit and skill it takes, which sadly maybe a person following the game post-2000 may not even understand. He's like, what is so special about Chandrapal batting out a Magra, Gillespie, Vaughan for two or three sessions and still have a score of 50 of 180 balls or something. So you might say he has not done anything great. But you rewind, go back, see the attacks he was up against and the aspect where he brought about Lakshman. Yes, you have all the hundreds and all the stats. But look at the number of runs he has scored with the tailenders. And you will agree with me, maybe not now, after months or years later, that yes, he was a better test player than Sachin Tendulkar. Although Sachin Tendulkar has 49 test hundreds to his name. So, yeah. So, stats speak for themselves, as they say. But you have to dissect them and see how many, how much of the hundreds came in a winning cost. And I am sorry to say, I don't think he could be Lakshman or a rabbit there. Sachin, for all the skill he bought onto the field. His hundreds, big hundreds came in the first innings. And very few which come to my mind were iconic and game-changing, I think, truly. The one which we bought in the last uh, in our last last podcast, the most favorite game of India-Pakistan, happens to be a game where Sachin almost won the game for India in the second innings. So he has uh, done, but it's not in, not as much as a Lakshman. So that's where I stand in this uh, skill, I think, overall, if you look at skill debate, more than the favorite. It's about the skill and more mainly the impact they left on, on, on the team. And they paved the way for the future. So if you look at Example now, Kohli is talked about a lot. In, in, in I would say let's stick to only Indian team, Indian test team. Kohli is of course going to be talked about by world world career. But Pujara is your Dravid, so he may not get the limelight. Sachin is your got the limelight. Kohli is getting all the limelight. Pujara is slowly making his way up up there. But person like uh, uh, Rahane is someone who comes to my mind when I think of Lakshman because most of his runs have come with the tail or with the lower order. I won't call it a tail now anymore because even tailenders seem to bat better than earlier. So that's a change we're seeing in the game. So Rane had to bat mostly with the keeper. It would be a Dhoni in his fag end of his chess career or a Saha or somebody like uh, Rishabh Pan, and then you have the ballers Ashwin, Ishan Sharma, Shami, who could hold their end up to extend, but Rane bought out his best in those circumstances. 
so it's nice to see that there has been a decent amount of transition but i think you don't get a lakshman or a or a chandrapal anymore and i don't think you will get because emphasis is always on t20 the strike rates because people pull down pozara by saying your strike rate is so low you can you can move the strike as often as a kohli does so it it's a bit bit bothering them that you need to understand what he brings to the table not everyone is the same if you have uh, eight or 10 players in a team who do the same thing then then what's the point in watching the game then everyone has a unique attributes to bring to the table so you need to appreciate that i would say first our gen- the generation post 2010 need to appreciate what a barber azam can bring for example a barber azam can bring uh-huh. in a test uh-huh. match what what he brings in a one day game and a t20 the skill set is the same if you look at kohli and babar azam they don't lift the ball at all only when it when required in the end of the innings it's uh-huh. pure touch touch and hand eye coordination and they have technique so that the trademark shot is the cover drill so that is mastered only in test cricket so you can't master it in, in a t20 game so so those are the players who uh, transcend errors in my opinion generations not even errors so when you look back on on this discussion maybe 10 years down the line we will be talking about a pujara we will be talking about a kohli we will be still fondly talking about lakshman and what he bought out and we will yeah. talk about probably what sachin tendulkar did for indian one day cricket and to extend t20 cricket but i don't not sure many people will bring up sachin the test player in uh-huh. in your six that's my personal assessment i may be right wrong that's my that's something i am just putting out for all the listeners of our podcast as well you might have your opinion like but i don't think sachin the test player will be discussed as fondly as is other aspects so we need to first hopefully there will be more awareness and more appreciation for test cricket in this phase where we are in where there's no cricket there's a lockdown going on or there's no sport so people go revisit that's what that's where i bought out i vented out my frustration a bit in one of my articles where the, the cricket shown on tv is so lopsided towards t20s and random bilateral t20 matches which nobody wants to re- revisit why don't they show the match i i spoke about india won the game lakshman singularly won the game from a lost cause where it is so ball by ball or two or something so that a kid who wants to play and wants to do something for a nation wants to aspire to become a player for india he says that this this is the best and i want to be a lakshman now i want to have the shots i want to please the crowd but i want to have the skill so he actually questions his coach by saying how can i be a lakshman so i don't think people are asking that now they are like i want to be a gale i want to be a devilius player i want to be a josh josh butler so the problem there is you don't you cannot become them they are they are 
uh, uh, one in a decade kind of players. You aspire to be someone I would say less flashy than them. Then I think you can do well. So hopefully, this uh, the uh, when we talk about the favorite players post 2010 and above, uh-huh. I hope there'll be more names. Because frankly, to my in my opinion, I don't have many names apart from the obvious four five players who have done so well in Test cricket. So hopefully that change can happen in this phase when people are interpreting how the game was the lockdown, what changes would happen, etc. I would suggest them just go to YouTube and have a look at what Lakshman has done or what Gavaskar has done. You will love the game, and you will be a you will be a better person. I would say because they teach you a lot of life life learnings. It's just not batting. It's just just not batting and drawing a game. Great resilience, the will to fight against all odds, which we need in our daily lives, and even more now. And there's a lot of things which are not in our control. Many people are cooped up in their home even now. So you can learn a lot from them. You cannot learn much from a game, to be frank. You can be in awe of his six-hitting ability. I'm not saying there are very few people who can do what Gale does, but you cannot learn things from him. So as a purely cricket analyst, fan, love, cricket romantic, all, all in one, if I had to put it from my personal opinion, I would actually urge people go back read about these people and then if you still feel that cricket in what we see now is more attractive and then fair enough so you have your opinion i'll be happy but people don't know about these players and then they talk about gail being the best ever rohit sharma or or any other batsman in this era with the best ever it's like that's not a comparison in, in itself actually so hopefully that happens and then we can have a proactive and productive discussion of players who are done well post to post to, to 2010 yes yeah. so uh, that's uh, very uh, smart uh, you know, perspectives uh, from Iraq, we have uh, rightly put forth uh, the facts on, uh, you know, how uh, uh, many stats to stack up uh, what are behind the numbers. Little bit uh, controversial opinions also, let's say, say the, which uh, might not appease uh, diehard cricket fans of such and there, but Definitely, uh, the few facts which you put up, if you rack up a few st- few numbers, put up a few printers, I think VVS Lakshman might end up uh, better not better than not just Sachin Tadulkar, but quite a few other names in Test cricket too. So uh, yes, that's yes. that's really much. Talking about uh, stats and numbers and filters, uh, Rakov, uh, I've got a few questions for you. We have been focusing on Test cricket. So I've got a, a few yeah. questions. Uh, so uh, it just uh, let let uh, try it off. Why don't we start? So the first question is: yeah. sure. uh, 
the batsman who has scored the most number of runs in the 1970s in test cricket is sunil gavaskar i want you to tell me who is at number 2 hmm uh no not sure actually you can so is there any clue or something a hint or i can give you one clue which will easily give you the answer but i want you to take a couple of guesses before that before i give you the clue is it viv uh, richards it is not viv richards uh, okay uh, not sure 70s was he is not the uh, the highest scorer was gavaskar the next highest scorer is gavaskar's mm-hmm. brother in law Vinu, Vinu, Pankar. No, it's Gundapa Vishwanath. Holy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I didn't. That was actually shocking. Not even surprising. Gundapa Vishwanath, second highest. Wow. Yes, yes. It's That's quite an unforgotten. That, that is something which I, yeah. I completely un- uh, Un, un, unbelievable almost actually that I, that he is is uh, I, i didn't go back i think uh, after the podcast i didn't go back and i think revisit some of uh, which is nox i think no so after yes. this side because people, my actually my uh, there are two test innings which gundappa vishnath played uh, both of them in madras both of them against the west indies in the late 70s uh, they say that uh, those are the greatest innings one was 100 180 another was 90 or 97 something which both ended up india winning the match or uh, possibly i don't quite remember the result but uh, he scored he single handedly scored about 50 to 60% of the runs which just scored in that innings against a rampaging roberts and garner and all of those guys holding and still yeah. people feel that it is one of the greatest things ever played on indian soil mm. right right moving on to the second question uh, it, it's a more recent question drag of uh, we know that uh, 2010s the, the past decade was uh, a decade in which cricket was played at a much much faster pace so Uh, i want you to tell me who was the slowest scorer in this time let's keep a a, a filter of 3000 test runs uh, so that uh, you know people would have played so much okay. if we keep uh, a filter of 3000 test runs uh, scored in the last decade which batsman scored it at uh, the lowest pace actually couple of uh, couple of names that come to my mind like one is mm-hmm. alissa cook but i think he retired in early 2013 if i'm not wrong so i don't think he would uh, score 3000 runs in the 
decade to qualify for this list. So, oh. and one more is jo Jonathan Trot. So, I don't. That would be, I think. But if I guess, is, is it Joe Root? It is know. not Joe Root, but uh, who, whose whose name uh, comes to your mind when you talk about a dogged West Indian opening batsman? Uh -huh, okay. Uh, okay, Craig, Craig Bradford. Yes, it is Craig Bradford. Oh. Well done to that. He scored at a strike rate of, can you imagine, 40.77. Oh. Yes, so he was there in my in my mind, but I was looking at, since you said three, 3,000 runs as a filter. So I felt like, in my personal opinion, because I don't know his stats, so I need to go back to him and check his stats. I, I didn't think he crossed that mark. Still, so, so I think that's why that name slipped away from me. In the, when I thought about the answer, at, when you asked it. So I was like, I don't think he scored so much. So, but yeah, he was a. I think he is a good player. He is a Last team, currently nobody is talked about much apart from maybe Jason Older and maybe a Shea, a Shea Hope. But uh, Bradford yes. is pretty good. Yeah. The next question: Which Indian batsman uh, holds the dubious record for the slowest? Test match hunted for his country. Uh, slowest test match for... Is there any time frame for this or like is, this player from this... Uh, which, which era is he from or something? He scored this against uh, Zimbabwe in 92-93. As a clue, he's an irritating commentator. Okay. Sanjay, Sanjay Pansrekur. Yes, you got that right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> His name is eponymous when it comes to irritating commentators. These days, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, my, next question, my next question is, uh, what is the highest score made by a subcontinent batsman at Lord's. Oh, okay. So... You can tell me who scored it. Who's the guy scored the highest score at Lord's by subcontinent batsman? Mm. So, is it Kumar? Kumar Sangakar? No, it's not Kumar Sangakara and uh, the highest score is also the only double hundred which has been made by any batsman from the subcontinent in Lodz. David, Lakshman, I don't think they had double hundreds. Sachin didn't get on the 
honors board as well so it is it uh, samarvira it is not samarvira it is mohammed yusuf with the 202 in 2006 oh nice <laughs> next up is a very tricky Sleeping. question yeah next up is a very tricky question of all the batsmen oh. who have scored 10000 mm. runs in test cricket who has mm. the best bowling performance in an innings uh actually i didn't hear the last part of the question clearly so uh, like 10000 runs in the list who has the like highest over the best bowling performance in an innings okay uh is it jacks jacks callus that's that's the answer which i believe most people would give jack callus uh, has taken a 6 for in an innings but uh, unfortunately mm-hmm. that's not the answer 7 for 46 taken by alan border is the highest bowling performance in an innings by a person who has 10000 that was border Oh, <laughs> so the, this actually tops the Udupa uh, Vishnath's question in my opinion. Alan Border, I don't, I didn't even think about it much. I had many, I, I, when you gave me the question, I, my mind went straight to all-rounders. So it's a natural instinct, I guess. 10,000 runs to the bat, best bowling figure. So it has to be somebody who is a all-rounder. I never thought a part-timer could get the best bowling figures. Like, uh, it's pretty amazing. Mind-blowing stuff. Like, exactly. Exactly. Automatic options were like, my mind, I was thinking of probably Vasim Akram, Jayas College, but I think Vasim Akram didn't score 10,000 test runs. So I think I uh, took him out of my mind. My only option actually was either Jack Scarless or maybe, yeah, I think there's. Moving on to my next question. Uh, Rakam, in the past uh, 60 years, if you take the decades from the 60s, which is the only Mm -hmm. decade uh, which did not see a test batsman scoring uh, a triple hundred. For a clue, the highest score made in that decade was 280. Can you tell me which decade it is? Uh, uh, 9-280. It is actually the 1980s in which no batsman made a triple hundred in mm-hmm. test cricket. And oh. 
you know who scored the 280 any guesses there mm no not sure javed me antad javed me antad was the answer and uh, my last question for the day this is another let's say a question which you know you might not really think of him as the answer uh of of the players from australia south africa new zealand and england uh, basically the uh, sena countries yeah uh, who has the highest average you know batting in the subcontinent by subcontinent i only mean uh, india pakistan and sri lanka for so, um, all the 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 western teams let's say Uh, hmm. Australia, New Zealand, England, and uh, uh, South Africa. Who has the best batting average uh, while batting in the subcontinent? I, I, I a, a minimum qualification again of thousand. Okay. So. No, I think you missed out one more country. I think you can probably add even Zimbabwe. I guess in this list. Uh, but uh, if you just uh, take uh, these players oh, yeah. uh, just the oh, stena yeah. countries mm-hmm. even if you add zimbabwe the answer remains the same too just to confuse between few few players actually so steve Oh, ah, is it Mark uh, Mark Taylor? It is not Mark Taylor. Uh, I think uh, you would have you you were right to go for Mark Taylor with his three hundred and thirty four not out made against uh, you know uh, Pakistan. Pakistan that In- still remains the highest individual score made by a person from that country. but uh, no that's 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 not it his average was 48 the top average here is 60 so see it can't be my mind goes to even steve smith but i don't think he has scored 1000 runs in the yeah yes so that's why i didn't bring it up then a uh, couple of other names which come to my mind is uh, probably a steve war because he is pretty good in india sri lanka pakistan as well but i don't think his average is 60 so i don't uh england is it matthew hayden of australia another good guess matthew hayden no matthew hayden had an average of 50.38 uh, uh but the highest average for a player is actually stephen fleming He has an average of sixty point nine zero in uh, the subcontinent, especially thanks to an unbeaten two hundred and seventy four uh, against Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka, right? Yes, yes, yes. Another, another. Yeah, exactly. Another unexpected one because I knew that he has scored thousand runs. 
and I yeah. knew that he was extremely good with the team and, and against spin on Asian conditions. But uh, I didn't expect his average to be that. But uh, even higher than among Taylor, Matthew Hayden's, or whatever. So I didn't expect that. So. Great, great. Raghav, it's it's been fun having the session with you. It was it was a great entertainment. Uh, we have had some excellent in- insights on Test cricket. You know your our favorite players on the game and all of that. And uh, I cannot wait uh, until we have our next session. Until then, it's bye from me. Yeah, same here. It was great, and uh, I think it's among. I would to sum it up. It's one topic which is very 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 close to my heart because i don't want to see test cricket fading away so it was great to bring bring out my perspective through this podcast on something which is so close to my heart and even the quiz as well this certain questions are actually i i i opener for me as a analyst and as a cricket fan as well so because i should have got couple of them so i think my since being the first time we are introducing a quiz so i think you can give a give a leave there by saying okay i was not prepared for the level <laughs> of difficulty as such so maybe next time i will be much more in the right side of the coin than the wrong which i was here so but it was a really great session overall and hope to connect on some uh, topic which is as close to our hearts as as uh, test cricket is so uh, until then until then uh, bye i guess yeah mm. look uh, bye. looking forward uh, looking forward to the yeah. next part absolutely